Thanks to everyone who participated in the Worldwide CacheCon 2021, the first ever virtual worldwide geocaching conference. All contests are closed now. Hey, it doesn't mean you can't listen still. All right, back to the conference.
Hello, my name is Jeff Caulfield. I work for geocaching headquarters as a lackey. I'm also known as Gear Guru, and I am part of the Travelers and Tourism team with an emphasis on geotours. Now you may ask, what is a geotour and how can I find one? Well, a geotour is a series of curated caches that is, that is designed to take you on a self-guided tour of a specific location. Whether that location is a city, a town, a historic place, a park, whether it's state or national park, a geotour is designed to show you all the cool things about that location and teach you the history about that location. All of our geotours can be found on both the website and in the mobile app. We currently have over 70 active geotours worldwide with many more getting ready to launch this year to expand our coverage of geotours. So how do we go about creating geotours? Well, actually geotours are a combination of headquarters working with a local organization, whether it be a chamber of commerce, a tourism bureau, a destination marketing organization, a country or a park system. All of our geotours have started by having either a geocacher, local geocacher reach out to us or someone from one of those agencies reaching out to us wanting to create a geotour for their area to drive tourism into that area by marketing those locations to our active community of geocachers. So if you think your area might be ready for a geotour and you want to work with us, you can reach out to me at jeff at geocaching.com. Be happy to talk to you about that. We are also always looking for local helpers to help us place, maintain, and work with the local, or local organization since they may not always be familiar with geocaching. As a thank you for the local geocachers that help us out with geotours, we do offer 12 months of free premium membership as a small token of our appreciation for helping help that organization with their geocaching knowledge. I am Emily Renee from Challenge Talk in the Geocache Talk Network, and I'm here with Gia. Hello, Gia. Hello. Hi. And we are here to talk about geotours. So um, you may not know, or you may know, but a geotour is um, a custom geocaching tour that leads geocachers on a series of interesting geocaches showcasing specific locations. They are made up of regular geocaches that can be found alone, but together all of those caches offer a curated experience. And Gia and I both have experience um, with geotours. And um, so Gia, tell us about your experience first. Sure. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm Gia, Gia Caches, which we're so Best name ever. I know people are always like, so did you create geocaching? Like, yes. No, Take it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, based in Fargo-Moorhead, which is Minnesota and North Dakota. So in September of 2019, I helped launch the Fargo-Moorhead Geo Tour. 
And so we're now in our second year, um, and that's 24 different caches kind of spread out across the community. So I was one of the geocachers that helped kind of get that off the ground. Great. And I helped to get um, the South Coast, I'm going to say it wrong, the Cache the Coast, South Coast version, um, GeoTour in Oregon. And so that runs from the um, very southern end of Oregon up through um, approximately a third of the state. And I came in um, after the folks who decided to do the GeoTour got everything established and they needed a geocacher to hide the geocaches and know what to do on that aspect. So I was kind of given a list of locations, a list of people who were interested to connect with a cultural event that was happening. And so even though the cultural event was 10 days, they wanted a tour to last. And we're in our second year too. So it is lasting. Another stage of the tour has been created in the middle part of the Oregon coast. And um, I was able to complete that tour a few months ago. And so that's my experience with being involved in a geo tour as well as um, participating in geo tours. And so we want to talk about the fun of GeoTours. If you haven't had the experience of doing one, we invite you to try one. It can be any GeoTour. We think our GeoTours are great <laughs> um, because we are involved in them. But because we're involved in them, we know that many GeoTours are great. And so even from a headquarters perspective, geocaching headquarters, they suggest that a purpose of GeoTours is to combine geocaching and travel, and you can up-level your vacations. And I know that's what I've done in, in multiple um, uh, times. I've sought out GeoTours just um, to do as a specific trip, and I've added them to my voca uh, vacations. And so um, what we'll talk about today for you to learn is that GeoTours highlight the best of the best of their destination that they want you to come to. Um, so it's helping you to discover possibilities um, and geocache, geocaching creates interactive maps to help you plan your trips. Um, they've incorporated into the official geocaching app to help you find geo tours to know if a specific cache that you just stumble upon one cache, it'll tell you it's a part of a geo tour. So it's really um, an integrated part of the geocaching experience that can really increase um, some of your experiences. So Gia, tell me when you were a part of creating this geo tour, what was trying to be accomplished by your tour being created? Sure. Um, I think what I tried to do with the Fargo-Moorhead Geo Tour is to show people that there's so much more to see and do in Fargo-Moorhead than you might expect, especially because mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of context or the only context people have is like the movie Fargo, which I've actually never seen. But No, apparently... I haven't either. But of course, that's what I think of is yeah, the movie. Right? Apparently, it's a thing. And everyone just thinks it's like open prairies and we have a lot of that and it's beautiful and amazing, but like there's so much more to see and do here. And I think what I tried to do is show geocachers all of the places in the community that I love. And I think, I mean, as a geocacher, the thing I love the most is all the places geocaching has taken me and mm -hmm. things that maybe wouldn't have come up first on like, 
travelocity or whatever, but it's like stuff that's off the beaten path a little bit. And so that's something that I thought about a lot when I was creating the geo tour, just kind of bringing people to places that maybe they wouldn't have found on a search. Yeah. I really like that you say that because so often, I think for me, part of a trip uh, or I should say really what I really love about a trip is even all the planning that goes into it. And then I have this little high when I get to the places that I plan to go to that I'm actually there. But in planning, you're right. Using all these websites, whether they're commercial or um, community built with suggestions, I never uh, am as satisfied as I am letting geocaching be my tour guide. I really am not. I'm all in with geocaching. And and it's because locals show us what is the best part of their area. Totally. Yeah. And then even in your geo tour, you guys, I've heard, have taken it up a level by the types of geocaches you hit, right? I guess so. I I haven't actually completed a lot of geo tours myself, which is maybe a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Um, but I think I just, I tried to take elements of all of the caches that I've enjoyed that I found over the years and kind of bring them together. So there's a lot of art, like all of our ammo cans have been painted by local artists. Um, we have some cool gadget caches, like just some really creative, different types of containers. Um, they're not just... And I'm not saying not just like they're not just like a pill bottle or a bison tube like they're most of them are something special or, or different or specific to the place that they're at. Yeah. And, and I think, really enjoyed it when I find those special touches on a geo tour. It, it really is neat. So. I know in my experience, like like the special containers or the special locations, that's really what's made a geo tour special to me when I go. I've participated in a handful, some that are well known. Um, I cannot wait to come to Fargo and do it <laughs> uh, when things clear up and travel is easy again. Uh, but I did a geo tour based on Bigfoot um, carvings. And oh, cool. it, in um, Washington, and I did the Donut Trail and in Ohio, and I did the Homa Geo Tour in Louisiana. And I just know, no matter what the container is, whether it's elaborate or it's a container showcasing a location, I know that these folks have put together something special to give me an experience, whether it's don't forget to eat this food while you're here, because it's special, it's local, it's what we eat, or um, you've really got to experience this unique landscape feature of our area. Um, so what are some of those unique, you, you mentioned art, what other unique spots are have you hidden? Yeah. Um, so one of the cool spots on our geo tour is called the Fargo Street Art Wall. And that container is actually just kind of your traditional magnetic container. But the location that it brings you is this alleyway. It's an art alley where people have permission to bring their own spray paint. And so we have all of these really talented graffiti artists that are constantly 
changing. I mean, there's really cool stuff that they do, but I mean, just anyone can bring a can of spray paint and add their own name. Like it's kind of like a giant log book. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's yeah. so much fun. So that's kind of a neat spot. And it's kind of just in this random alley that why would you ever go down that alley if you were visiting? But geocaching brings you there. On behalf of the entire Geocache Talk Network crew, I'd like to welcome you to the first ever worldwide virtual geocaching conference. We here at the network have worked very hard to provide some great geocaching entertainment today for you from around the world, as well as a prize or two. So keep a close eye out for chances to win, including a five-stage adventure lab provided by Geocaching HQ. The Sunday Show, Geocaching with Children audio podcast, Gadget Talk, Puzzle Talk, and Challenge Talk are all available live or watch later on YouTube, and the audio versions are on your favorite audio podcasting app. The Geocache Talk Network is much more than our five podcasts. We have a cash exchange program, books, videos, and exclusive content for our patrons, including special events only for them. But there's plenty here for everyone as well. The conference store is open today only. So don't forget to check out the swag at gcswag.com forward slash WWCC21. Also, there'll be a badge available so that you can proudly display on your geocaching profile. Enjoy the conference. And I heard you say before regarding your geo tour, um, something else that makes it special. You said it was like creating a love letter for your community. And that's special too, because that means effort and um, appreciation for who's going to come is built into these tours. Totally. I think, I mean, Creating the GeoTour felt really full circle for me. I got to involve some geocachers that are vet- veterans kind of in the area, geocachers whose hides I had found and really admired over the years. So getting to have them involved felt really cool. And like I said, all of the locations are something special to me. And so feeling like I'm able to bring people to the places that I love has been really cool. And I mean, it's been a labor of love as far as maintenance and all of that, but it's been worth it. I've met some really cool people and just, yeah, it's it's been a really good experience right. for me. Right. So know that the folks putting on the geo tours are there for the folks finding the caches on the geo tour. And I, I know what you mean. It's a labor of love to maintain a geo tour. I just went to a town last weekend to do maintenance. And what do you know, this past weekend, there's another one in that same town <laughs> that needs to be maintained again. So it's, it's what we're up against, but it's, I'm, I'm going to maintain that. And I have a sense of urgency to maintain those caches because I know people are coming. People Mm -hmm. haven't stopped coming to those caches because they become almost like a magnet for geocachers to um, come to a location and experience it. So I guess as geocachers are finding tour caches, 
um, give us those good logs. Tell us how things are going. Not only um, your fun experience that you've had, but tell us what we need to do to keep the cash uh, running um, because we want to keep it in good shape for the next person to find. Yeah. I mean, just the same kind of etiquette that you would do with any geocache, making sure that you close it properly, that if something is wrong, that you send a message to the cash owner immediately. Um, I always appreciate when people write longer logs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like longer than just found it or got it, especially when it's a cache that someone has put a lot of time and effort into. Sure. I agree. Um, yeah, those are kind of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, like I said, I, I plan a trip around a geo tour. I've done that um, where with the Bigfoots, for example, I took a long weekend to go to the Bigfoots, do them, do other caches in the area. So to get started, I'm going to put the link on um, the screen here. You would find GeoTours at www.geocaching.com slash play slash GeoTours. And this shows you a map of all the GeoTours in the whole world that are active. And you can zoom in. Um, you can either dream about your trip and uh, check out the tours somewhere else in the world, or you can check out what's local to you to uh, see what's available. And like I said, the app, you can search uh, for GeoTours in the search function of the app. And um, so sometimes uh, planning a trip around these, I don't think is ever going to be a bad idea because they're a special set of caches. They are highlighting something specific and, um, you know, there's going to be more caches than just the geo tour caches. And so I think that's definitely something that a geocacher would not be disappointed in doing is planning a trip around a geo tour. Now, we know that GeoTours have, at minimum, uh, the official GeoTours, a digital souvenir if you find all the geocaches listed in the tour. So, Gia, if a person found a few, if their long weekend can't be as long as they need it to be to finish a tour, is it still worth it if I'm not getting the digital souvenir? Absolutely. <laughs> I would agree with you. It's kind of a leading question. So, um, yeah. And, you know, some geo tours have a prize for accomplishing it, but there's only so many. So, oh, yes, like this geo coin. Um, so I presume that's the Fargo Moorhead geo coin. Yes, probably kind of hard to see, but we've got yeah. The, yeah. the Red River of the North goes in between it, which is what separates the states of Minnesota and North Dakota. Nice. Um, and to to get the coin, which is free. Um, you just have to find 20 of the 24 caches. Oh, okay. So not even all of them. So in case the day goes a little sideways, 20 yep. caches is all that's needed. And so that's an awesome prize. And I, I've definitely been motivated to do a tour for a prize. <laughs> but, you know, even if you don't get the coin prize because the tour is a little older and they're they're all out, maybe even if you don't get the souvenir for finding all the caches on the tour, because that's how it is for Fargo, right? You have to get all 24 caches to get the digital souvenir on your profile. Correct. Yep. So it's, it's definitely still worth it because those caches, like we've said here already, they're special for their location, for their... Um, uniqueness in and of themselves or for some reason. So it's definitely worth it to 
um, not skip some GeoTour caches just because you can't do the whole thing. Sie sind es, die uns Tag für Tag inspirieren. Die sich auf die Suche nach neuen Abenteuern machen. Bis zum Ende durchhalten. Sie sind unsere Teilnehmer. Aber warum nicht auch Ihre besten Kunden? Gia and I both got involved in GeoTours kind of through our connections with um, our someone local. Um, I got connected through Oregon Coast Today, who is hosting our tours. And that's led me to have multiple opportunities to talk with a few different visitor center along our coast and even more specific folks who highlight um, for example, I'm going to be highlighting more of what's called the uh, West Coast Alliance Food Trail. I think it's what it's called. I should have been more prepared. But we're going to be highlighting some of those um, special places that aren't already on our tour and we want to add to them, which can be done. And so I found that participating in geo tours came is is something really huge it's really big to put on a geo tour but you can participate in your local community and introduce geocaching if you have any kind of connection so gia tell about your little connection with your visitor center sure um, yeah my background is in communications and marketing and I was working at a college and had kind of interacted with our visitor center on social media and then when I became obsessed with geocaching I um, put a multi-cache actually at our visitor center and the, the final stage is indoors doesn't require any any purchasing or anything but just by nature of the location they got to see a lot of geocachers that were coming in to find the cache um, and so that kind of piqued their interest a little bit as like, who are all of these people and, you know, where are they all coming from? And I, I set them up with their own account so that they could see the logs as they were coming in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of what you were saying just with connections, I think, especially right now during COVID times, I'm on the park board, um, in Moorhead and I think. So many organizations are looking for ways to get people engaged with with their mission or, you know, get people outside and doing something active, um, providing a way for families to do something together um, outside of the house. And I think it just I mean, it's always a great time for geocaching. But I think right now 
so many more people are open to the idea of it. Right, exactly. So I would encourage everyone who's listening, if you have some kind of connection, or if you are interested, it absolutely doesn't hurt to reach out to make friends with your visitor center, um, or your park and recs department, and you never know what can be developed. It might not lead to a full blown geo tour in your area, but it could lead to geocaching friendly areas, which is really great. Um, The more people are understanding of geocaching and appreciative of what it brings to their community. um, And those tourism boards love uh, folks coming to the communities. Um, It can really build a positive reputation for geocaching and um, a positive geocaching destination, even if it's not official. So, um, Geotours are great. They definitely should be sought out, in my opinion. Um, I think, Gia, you agree. And um, but know that you can do something if it's not as as big as a geotour. So, Gia, any last thoughts on geotours and or have you ever had your eye on a different tour that you've considered finishing? Um, Well, I want to finish the one at headquarters officially. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been looking at the one in Norfolk, Nebraska, because that's one of the closest ones to me. Um, and West Bend is close. I mean, I want to do every geo tour. Sure, everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good point about HQ. It's a, it's a short geo tour. And geo tours can be any length of geocaches. I've seen them with 100 or more. But HQ, I think, is something like just maybe seven. But you're definitely going to have an amazing experience. They take the flavor of their community where they're located, and they incorporate geocaching. And it's an official geo tour. And you can get that official digital souvenir for having a really fun afternoon in their neighborhood. And I think a lot of folks are looking forward to attending the um, anniversary celebration in Seattle. And so it's a great thing to make sure while you're planning that trip to check out the HQ geo tour. Um, and those are definitely not missed geocaches. Don't miss geocaches. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for chatting with me about geotours and your experiences with them. And um, we hope that our audience will seek them out. And uh, if you haven't done so already, learn what an amazing part of geocaching that they are. So thank you very much, Gia. Thank you. Thanks for having me. As a special treat, we've been given the opportunity to give one Adventure Lab credit to somebody who's attending this worldwide CacheCon event. And here's how to enter to win it. This weekend only, send an email to wwcc at cachetheline.net and be sure to include your geocaching username plus the correct answer to the following question and you can win. And that question is... Up to how many locations can a standard adventure lab contain? To win, you must be a geocaching premium member in good standing, and a qualifying winner will be chosen by Geocaching HQ, and we'll announce the winner on an upcoming episode of Geocache Talk. Now, adventures can also be created by anyone who opts in to be selected to receive one of these credits at the URL shown below, 
geocaching.com slash play slash request slash adventure lab. Or you can request one from within the Adventures mobile app. Users do have to meet the minimum qualification in order for a chance to receive one of these credits. Good luck. We're continuing your our GeoTour conversation with some gals who host a GeoTour out of New Zealand. So if you guys could introduce yourselves, I'd appreciate it. Thanks, Emily. Um, I'm Talia Hargreaves, and um, we're from the Ministry of Education in New Zealand. All right, thank you. And you guys are hosting a geo tour that spans the entire country of New Zealand, right? Yes, that's correct. And what is the name of your tour? All right. And Tell us what is unique about your geo tour. Um, to have an it's geo tour that spans an entire country. What is the theme, and what are you bringing people to this tour to experience? The title of the geo tour was about celebrating our dual heritage, so that they could work together towards a better future. And so we wanted all New Zealanders to have a strong sense of who they are and where they come from. And we know that a lot of those stories are recorded in places. So that was the main reason for it. Develop confidence that they could say, yes, I'm from here. And these are the great stories that we, you know, that have formed our past, the layers of our history. And we also wanted to highlight at a local level too some of the um, historic sites that um, exist in communities that um, may not be so well, you know, um, publicised. So we wanted to do that. And um, geocaching has been a really good way to succinctly give people information about history um, in an app that's portable and they can take it with them. So that really suited our purpose as well, running a roadshow. Wonderful. I like it. Thank you. So you guys were not geocachers before this experience, right? Well, I was an amateur. <laughs> I think I had maybe um, 150 finds on my app. Um, so yeah, I, I dabbled in it for like about a year before we um, um, had this roadshow that we were running. So that was the sort of the, the segue into really using the app because I'd enjoyed um, how it had brought me to places that I didn't know existed when I was just going on general road trips around the country. And I'd be like, oh, I'll have a look on here. Oh, there's something to go and see. And it um, really highlighted places that you didn't know were there. Um, so, yeah, fairly, fairly amateur, but um, what we're aware, we're aware of it. All right, wonderful. So did you use your connections um, at the Ministry of Education and your knowledge of geocaching to... Um, promote the idea of connecting the two? Um, definitely not so much in the Ministry of Education. Actually, we had to educate people here because um, there were in our circle, in our group itself, nobody had heard of geocaching. Um, so we definitely had to find out um, a lot more about it in order to promote the game. Um, and we relied heavily on the geocaching community. So there's a community of volunteers that have helped us to create Tuia Mātauranga. And without them, we wouldn't have been able to do this tour. Um, so we, we learned a lot from them about what um, geocache is like, such as collectibles and badges and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, first to find all these new acronyms that 
we um, had to learn along the way. Um, and we had to learn that really quickly. Um, and the geocaching community of people are wonderful. Um, as I say, we couldn't have done it without them. Yes, it is a good community. So I've never been to New Zealand yeah. and I've I tried to find a little picture to show um, I'm from the States. So how big is New Zealand compared to the States? And it could be somewhat compared to an East Coast road trip um, if we were to drive all of New Zealand to find everything. So that's kind of a, a lengthy area to bring people to. And I think I saw you have your... Uh, GeoTour split into regions, is that correct? Yeah, I just, I mean, just quickly show you um, in our current, this is our passport that we have, and those coloured sections are all, so these 10 regions that it's been split into. Yeah, so that's how we've currently divided it up. Because, yeah, geographically, there's some um, huge distances for people to travel. All right. So do the regions have different themes, or are the, are, reg, are your regions um, geo- uh, geologically very different from each other? Um, I think probably the main thing that we've highlighted really is um, we've used birds. So, um, so we can probably talk more educationally about this. But, um, yeah, we've used it. I'll just show you up close the badges we've got here. <laughs> so you can see how we've sectioned them out. Oh, nice. Um, and to birds that are critically endangered, um, endangered or, you know, that we want to do some... Commonly known. Yeah, commonly known, yeah. Um, and so for as best as we could, we've tried to um, section the birds into areas where they actually habitat. Nice. I like that idea. Good, good. And you are, uh, you started with a phase and you're, you, uh, you're expanding your tour, right? What does that look like? parts of the country um, and there's 150 caches and we've learned like for the, for the one coming up we wanted to highlight again the dual um, history the heritage but also we wanted to look at um, like New Zealand's been explored for, um, for a thousand years actually so we wanted to tell the story of those explorers following their footsteps and then look at what was the impact of that exploration and settlement and what can we do to restore um, the environments and habitats for the future. So there's both of those components, the heritage and the exploration, but also looking forward. Wonderful. And, you know, that seems like it matches perfectly um, with most geocachers, the spirit of exploration, but also knowing that um, the earth is our game board and we must take care of our game board to to respect it, to have it for our future. So it sounds like your tour is right in line with that.
in your opinion, what would you say makes a GeoTour special in addition to just regular geocaching? Our GeoTour is about prompting conversations. It's about making a, a personal connection with the GeoTour. So I think for me, that's, that's one of the key things. So it's, you do go and see historic sites. You, you learn the history of it, but it's about questioning the perspective. Where did that perspective come? What's the story I bring to that? Uh, is there something else I can learn? So that, um, you know, I suppose you're thinking about changes. You're thinking about places and how you'll look after them and what you'll do into the future. So the relationships with the land, also the relationships with other people, so that you understand those layers of history and why people feel about a place um, the way they do. Um, Māori people in New Zealand, when they introduce each other, they talk about where they come from and they talk about the mountain that's significant, the river, or awa as they call it. Um, they talk about the waka that they came, the vessel that they came, migrated to New Zealand on. So all of those things are wrapped up in the way that they introduce themselves. So for me, the geotour is important because you're going to all of those sites that are significant um, and you know, that, are, that people belong to. And it kind of completes that picture mm. as well. And I think, um, I mean, there's also the, the competitiveness of when you put something together in a, in a full tour like this, like you could go out and see a, a number of cases and you can do them in your own time when you want to and you'll pick and choose which ones you want to do. But when you've contained it into a tour, there becomes a sense of I want to complete this. I want to finish the whole thing or the whole section. You don't just want to do a few dots here and there. So for us, um, it kind of just helps to sort of push people a little bit more to to actually engage with what we're trying to achieve here um, with that completion. Hence, we have badges and coins because mm -hmm. we, you know, that's sort of just something else people, that drives people to want to finish it. I certainly the badges and coins. We thought about stories that go with that. Yes. So the badges for the new Geo Tour are all critically endangered species where there's only a few a few individuals left in those populations. And they're not all the pretty things like, you know, um, dolphins and kiwi. Everyone loves them. But we've looked at some of the insects and plants um, because they're our most critically endangered species. And as well as that, we've taken... Um, one of the well-known stories of the discovery of New Zealand is Maui. And so we've taken, and a lot of people think it's a legend, but actually he, he exists in people's genealogy. So we've included that as our main coin, that they'll complete that puzzle. Um, so I guess, yeah, yeah, more ways of telling that story in the coins and badges. Oh, your tour sounds very exciting. And not all tours are like that. Some tours are very short, but your tour, though being very long, you've already caught me. I, I want to come and do your tour. That sounds, I've learned so much in this conversation already. <laughs> and even, I like that, that people can complete a regional section and have a sense of accomplishment, but also have a taste for the whole tour and, and want more and want to accomplish the whole tour. So, so you have... Um, regional prizes, and how, what do you have to do to earn, earn your coin prize? So that's a new passport, so it's, um, it launches in early February, but as you can see there, around the sections around um, Aotearoa, New Zealand, at the top here are all the badges mm -hmm. and the coloured 
parts other sections that you can get your coins. Um, so you would do basically each coloured section, you would need to complete those um, GC codes, so collect those caches and write code words in. And when you've completed a coloured section is when you would get, you know, your, your coin puzzle piece, which is one of these ones down the bottom here. Um, so, yeah, we, we've extended this tour. We started the first tour. This is something we learned as we did one year. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't nearly enough given the geography of our country and the distance people have to travel. So we've made this one two years. So it gives people plenty of time, like, to get at least some, you know, portion of the geo tour completed. Right. Right. And that's the thing I've been, um, I want our audience to hear that geo tours, no matter how much of them you can do, they're still very worth it to do. Even if you can only do one section of the tour because you're limited by your, your travel for whatever reason, it's definitely going to be worth it because of the locations. And I like how you, you're incorporating the stories and, and telling what, um, people don't want others to forget. So that sounds so special. Your tour is very unique and I love hearing about it. Um, and <laughs> so you also, oh, you Emily, mentioned... and I was just going to say, because our... mm -hmm. go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say our this geo tour, like based on what you said, it's actually made up of five mini geo tours. Um, and that's so that people can get digital souvenirs because, as you know, with a geo tour, you need mm -hmm. to complete 100% of all the caches loaded in that geo tour to get a digital souvenir. So we've purposely made it more attainable for people to get the souvenirs because we oh, know good. that's something that geocaches really liked as well. Yes. Well, that's good. I haven't heard yeah. of another <laughs> tour like that. Yeah, I've heard, I definitely know people have, have to do the whole thing. So it's neat to hear that your tour is split into mini tours where they can still feel that sense of accomplishment. Exactly, exactly. And as far as I know, we're still the first in um, Australasia, which is Australia and New Zealand, to have geo tours. So I believe that, so, right? Jeff at headquarters is, uh, he's the one that's been really helping, um, you know, us to understand what we can do, what, what what's achievable for us, mm -hmm. you know, for a small country like ourselves. We've got a small population of just under 5 million. So, you know, we don't have a big population. Um, you know, and so Jeff's been very good at, and he is very good at helping people to tailor the geo tours to suit, you know, what you've got available to you. Right, right. Headquarters has a dedicated geo tour staff. And, and I agree, Jeff is very helpful <laughs> and um, Jen and... So yeah, headquarters is here to make GeoTour successful for the folks who um, want to create one. And also you said, because it's so spread out, you're relying on geocachers, local geocachers to maintain the tour and keep it in good operating conditions so that when folks come, everything is as you hope it to be for their experience. Absolutely. And I think that's a really good point to make because of the way our passport is, is that people have to get code words from inside the geo um, cache. So if those code words go missing, then it's, the CO has to go and replace them, you know, and if a cache goes missing, they have mm -hmm. to go and replace it. So, you know, they've been so great at just um, making sure that we keep that maintained for, you know, the authenticity of the tour so that people can actually participate. Right. Um, so we've been really thankful. <laughs> We wanted to use local people because we wanted the stories to come from local, not from the central battle. 
New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we wanted their authentic stories. Wonderful. So they've come from one perspective, obviously, because only one person has written them, mm. but they've come from a local. Good. And a takeaway for our entire audience, if you have a tour near you, maybe you didn't create the tour, but you can get involved by buying into the tour and helping to maintain a good tour so that those who come along have that good experience. So not everyone in our audience will be able to create a geo tour, but if they can maintain a geo tour for the value that it has. Absolutely. I think that there's, I mean, and we've been, um, Australia, um, organisations in Australia have reached out to us to ask us how they've put to, how we put together the tour because mm-hmm. they want to do one. So there's definitely organisations, especially tourism organisations, that really do want to use geo tours to um, promote their, um, their country, their location, their business. And um, so, yeah, geo cachers could definitely get amongst that if they wanted to be part yeah. of it. If you haven't yet gone to the website, go to geocachetalk.com forward slash WWCC21 and check out the page and all the events that are going to be happening today. Also on that page, you'll be able to find the link to the swag that you can get for the Worldwide Cash Con. We got shirts and we got coins. And you know what? Those are some really great stuff. And you don't want to miss getting your swag for the first ever Worldwide Cash Con. One of the big reasons for the geotool, when we looked at the at the suite of resources we were putting to um, help and um, you know develop an understanding about dual heritage and shared future, we had things that were done in print, we had um, film put together, videos, um, audio resources. So this was the physical resource that appealed to children and young people with their whanau who who learn in that way. So. Yeah, there are people that like to physically be doing things to learn. And so, you know, there's value from that perspective too. Yeah, that's Definitely. a really good point. <laughs> yeah, when you physically go there and you can feel that sense of something that's happened before and you're reading about it and seeing it, um, that really sticks with a lot of learners. Absolutely. I know that and a lot of my travel experiences are that well. way. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all learn differently. Yeah. Oh, good. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I I feel like travel is so eye-opening and you understand the world so much better when you travel. That's just been my experience. And so I know there's got to be others like that, of course. And it really helps you to remember things and have a, a... deep experience and so it's exciting to hear how a heritage can be long remembered through a geocaching experience and I'm excited for your local geocachers and I I think a lot of people in our audience are going to really want to seek out your cache and if they can't even come they can certainly still learn learn from your cache pages and even um, your online resources we would love that. I mean, yeah, we're really promoting, obviously, domestic tourism right now with, um, you know, the COVID situation. But once the borders open and, you know, international 
tourists can come again. We, I mean, we we would love for them to take part. Um, but yeah, equally, we have a website and we have um, an, an, a mailbox too. If anyone's reading information and they want to know more, uh, we welcome them to visit our website. And I can pass you that information, Emily, if mm-hmm. you like. Yes, um, we'll add that info. But we're always there. To- yeah, it's so nice. So like we 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 you know direct contact. We're happy to field any you know any um, queries, any interest. We're more than happy to. Good, good. Wow, I am so excited about your tour. I was excited to talk to you guys before, but now hearing it straight from you, it it makes me. Um, very excited to learn more about it. And even if I can only check it out online. So is there anything you else you'd like to say to, um, to our audience as we're ending today? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to, to speak to your audience, actually. Um, and yeah, we are really excited about it. Um, and you to be equally excited about the current one. And um, we've had 31, uh, 33 countries participate in our current tour and over 2000 people. So, um, you know, we're excited to continue that. Sorry, that was just going <laughs> And it's a really great way of commemorating history and, um, and looking at things in the environment that need um, human intervention now through the explorations that we've done over the past to save them into the future. Okay. So because they're actually there, they're seeing those habitats, um, they're seeing what's been lost, and, um, you know, hopefully it inspires them to take some action to do something about it absolutely well thank you guys very much it's been a pleasure speaking to you Uh, we're involved with the geocache talk network how has the network been great for you? Very good question. Well, when it first started, I was just me. And uh, it's been almost five years. It'll be five years in June for the, the, the network. Uh, first started out as just the Sunday show. And it has, of course, grown from there. But I think what's been great about it is being able to to share experiences, to share um, people's, people's, other people's experiences. I mean, that's been really one of the things that I focused on early, which was interviewing people and getting their reactions to the questions that I would ask them. And then, you know, you can obviously speak when you came on, Mm -hmm. but um, which was, was really timing wise was perfect. You know, I had done it for a while it had gotten to a point where it was time really to, to bring on a co-host. And from there, you and I have been able to really grow this into a full blown network. Mm-hmm. So it has meant a lot to me. We've been able to meet a lot of people uh, through it. And I think we've been able to do the two goals that I had when we started out, which was to educate, you know, geocaching education, and also geocaching entertainment. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty close to what, what I would say, it, you know, and I'll, I'll give the other part. I know this is a weird one talking about what we do, right? But mm-hmm. uh, most of the time you get to do a hobby and a hobbies come and go. This one's stuck with both of us for many, many years. 
And it's brought so much joy. And, you know, people have heard me talk ad nauseum about this, but with our family, and it's been a family activity for us. Geocaching is great for that. Um, and you really, now we have spent tons of money on it, but you really don't have to. So right. it's this thing that just keeps giving to you. And I think the, you know, the original podcast and then the network we've been able to add, you know, and go do more. Um, the reason why I continue to do that, and besides just it's fun to do, is we're able to give something back to the hobby. Oh, yeah. You know, the hobby that doesn't ask for anything back, you know, and HQ doesn't charge much money and no, there's no real big ticket items or anything like that other than your own travel. We are able to, one, entertain people, educate people, hopefully elevate the game some and spread knowledge about some of the things that people wouldn't think about that wouldn't be inside their own wheelhouse. Right. You know, we've we've talked about uh, caching for people of different abilities, caching for people of different color. Um, caching, you know, in different ways that you just wouldn't think about because it's not inside your wheelhouse. But we've been able to kind of open that, you know, uh, that door up for everybody. And if that one little bit giving back helps, Geocache Talk, the whole network has been worth every bit of time we put into it. So um, it's fun. Now, obviously, it's cool because we get to see people and meet people all over the world, which is awesome, right? Yes. But really, yes. the 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 best thing that it does is we're able to give a little bit back. So that's that's pretty cool for a hobby. You don't usually get to give much back to the hobby. Right. 